I got to get right into this. Let's start. Matthew chapter 16. Verse number, um, <clears throat> let's go to verse number 13, Matthew 16, verse number 13. The message today, what causes backsliding. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man am? And they said, some say you're John the Baptist, and some say you're Elijah, and some say you're Jeremiah, and some say you're one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now go in your Bible to Matthew, stay in the same book. Verse number, or chapter number 26, long chapter here. Verse number 69. I'll wait until the rustling of the pages stop. <clears throat> Matthew 26, 69. Now Simon Peter sat without in the palace, and a young girl came unto him, saying, You was with Jesus of Galilee. But Peter denied, saying, I know not what you're saying. And when he'd gone out into the porch, another young girl saw him, a maiden, and said, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, saying, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely you're one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. How does he go from, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, to now saying, I don't even know that guy. Let's see the downward steps that he took today. Father, take the words that we will speak here, and I am believing, God, that it will be helpful to every person, but God, it'll only be helpful if they listen. And I am asking and praying that you would heighten everyone's awareness and acuteness of their, ear, of their ears to hear and receive and quieten every person and every baby. Help us, God, to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. The beginnings of this message, along with Simon Peter showing up here on Easter Sunday morning, all that began in my heart February the 17th over at the Fairfield branch. Brenda Belange was teaching, I think the book was uh, John Bevere's book, The Bait of Satan, and was teaching on Simon Peter. And I'm telling you, there was some things that just got built up within me during that Sunday school class. And these thoughts kept running through my mind because I know the story. How does he go from saying the the, one of the greatest things that ever came out of a person's mouth, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, 
to then trembling and denying and saying, I don't even know who Jesus is. Preacher, there are people that I know at one time, they were on fire for God. But now, not so much. A lot of people are like the eulogy that David gave concerning King Saul when Saul passed away. David says, the shield of the mighty has been vilely cast away as though Saul had not been anointed with oil at all. Preacher, what causes backsliding? I think it's the deceptiveness of the gradual. <laughs> Years ago, Monty Dash was in my PE class. I think I was a senior then, and he would have been a sophomore. And man, could I tattoo people's foreheads with the volleyballs, I'd spike it over the net. I know with faith, you've got to believe that now, but trust me. And Monty hadn't seen me in probably 20 years, or 15 at least. And he walked through the doors of that other building that we was in, where the modified youth are at right now and when he walked into the building and saw me he uttered these words no <laughs> well i didn't think i looked that bad but it's with me it was the deceptiveness of the gradual and here i go again talking about how bad i look got to quit doing that. <laughs> Old-time preachers, they preach on Simon Peter, and they always bring this up, that he was warming himself at the devil's fire. And that's what caused his backsliding. And I'm here to tell you it was not what caused his backsliding. It wasn't good for him to do that. And I'm telling you, if you run with the devil's crowd, it'll never be a help to you. Oh, well, my kid can run with whoever, and he just rises above all that. You are got a head full of rocks. If Simon Peter couldn't run with the wrong crowd and rise above it, neither can your kid. It's amazing to me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the great resurrection chapter of the Bible. It's all about resurrection. And right smack dab in the middle of that chapter are these words. Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. I'll pull that person up. Chances are he'll pull you down. Because it's easier to be pulled down the stairs than to pull someone up the stairs. That's why corporately coming together, worshiping God, bringing people in this atmosphere, it's a lot easier than you, especially when you're young in the faith, that you're going to try to pull someone up. Bad company corrupts good morals. God said, don't be deceived about that. I can name person after person after person that I've known personally that have went the wrong way because they felt that they could do that or no matter everybody that you know in the Bible that went wrong, fell in with the wrong crowd, and it went bad for them.
That is a step in the wrong direction, but it's not the cause. Preacher, Simon Peter followed afar off. The Bible says that. The Bible says that. When you get away from church, when you get away from God's people, there's going to be a vacuum in your life and it will be filled by something. Preacher, I don't have to go to church to be saved. Let me tell you something. The devil loves that sermon. He loves that sermon. And there are some people, they're so smart that they don't have to go to church. I pray to God I never get that smart. Because God has set the church in place for a reason and it's so we can go and get filled up and go back there in that world that's going to try to wear us down and you go back to church and you get filled up and then you go back into the world to where it's going to try to wear you down but you go back to church to get filled up just like you go and you fill up your vehicle you need to fill up your spiritual self. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons <clears throat> A lot of reasons that we should go to church. My, my father-in-law always said, I don't have to go to church. I get to go to church. Yeah. You know, that fish without water business, that fish ain't going to last very long. And there's a reason that God wants us corporately worship, worshiping together. It builds us up unlike anything else. Yeah, but I can stay home and the preacher at my, and on, on TV preaches a lot better than you. I know that. But that's not my point. My point is, next time you get sick, call him up and see if he's going to come to the hospital. Hmm. You know his number. <laughs> 1 800, send me your cash. Cash now. <laughs> Preacher, the disciples were sleeping and they were not watching and praying like Jesus told them to do. I know it, but that's not where backsliding began. And for all those that sleep during church, I don't get it. Because, I mean, at home, it's so much more comfortable. I don't get it. Yeah, but, you know, it's you know, it just the right, it's just kind of conducive. And, and I just kind of get in this little cocoon. And, and, the, and the temperature's just right. And, you know, uh, the medication I've been taking here lately. And, and, you know, it's just, and then, you know, the sound of your voice. And if that's the case, I need to scream more often is what I need to do. Whoo! Mmm. Some of you related to those disciples. I mean, they slept back then. Some of you sleep now. <clears throat> Simon Peter's decline was a step-by-step -step process. He ran with the wrong crowd. He was following afar off. He was not watching. He was not praying. And on top of all that, Simon Peter told Jesus, when everybody else betrays you, I will not. Pride. 
The Bible says, be careful those that think they stand, lest they fall. I got a letter last week. Take us off the email list. Take us off the CD list. We're going somewhere else. So I made the phone call. Is there a reason behind this? Well, we've got to be obedient. We've got to go somewhere else. See, when you use God to be unfaithful, that always irks me. I mean, that sounds spiritual. That sounds spiritual. But they didn't meet with me. They didn't talk with me. Listen, there's no maturity in that whatsoever. No maturity, none. And they was here for quite a while. You know, my view of this, I was not their pastor. I was someone that they went and listened to preach the gospel. A couple came to church, Orchardville Church, years ago, and when they got here, I'm telling you, this was the best thing since sliced bread. We've never heard a preacher like you. I always know. That's usually not a good sign. Because a lot of people have told me that in the past, and they're not hearing a preacher like me now, you know. And oh, we just love it, and we love it up on the screen, and we love the music. We love it. We love all the different classes that you can take. Something happened because last week they no longer love it. How did that happen? Gradually. Gradually. Look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. If you had been at that vantage point and seeing where the prison guard, the the uh, the uh, guards would have come up to get him, and the we could call it the chief of police, as they was making their way, and they all had torches from where Jesus was at. It looked like a fiery serpent making its way up that hill. And leading the pack was a man by the name of Judas. And once they got up there, he betrays Jesus. And Simon Peter takes a sword, you know the rest of the story, and cuts off a guy by the name of Malchus, the high priest's servant. It cut his ear off. And the reason it cut his ear off was because Simon Peter was not a swordsman, he was a fisherman. And he didn't know how to aim for anything else other than the guy's head. And when he swung at it like that, the guy did this number and cut his ear off. You say, that's where his backsliding began. He was going to take things by his own strength. And Jesus said, Simon Peter, put your sword up. If you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. He was trusting in his own strength. He was a man of action, and he was going to take over the situation. Simon Peter's backsliding was a step-by-step decline. He ran with the wrong crowd. He was following afar off. He was not watching and praying. He was filled with pride. Other people may fall, but not me. He trusted in his own strength. But get ready. Here is the genesis and the beginnings of Simon Peter's backsliding. Are you ready? Matthew chapter 16. Go there. Matthew chapter 16. 
Matthew 16, verse 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things. Everybody say the word suffer. suffer. Say it again. Many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. Everybody say the word killed. killed. Say it again. Killed. And be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began, this is Jesus he's talking to, and began to rebuke him. That can never happen. No way. I've seen you walk on water. I've seen you feed the multitude. There are everybody in the land knows who you are. You can calm the storm. You can do everything. There's no way you will ever suffer or die. And Jesus takes one look at him and says, devil, get behind me. That's where the backsliding of Simon Peter began. He could not factor in how can suffering and death ever be in the plan of God? How could that happen? How could that happen? Listen, people, if Jesus would have done what Simon Peter told him to do, ain't none of you be sitting here right now. Ain't none of us ever have the hope of heaven. If Jesus would have said, well, I think I'll just listen to what Simon Peter telling me, that suffering and death are not in the plan of God, and I just won't do that. None of us would ever go to heaven. But he looked at Simon Peter square in the face and said, get behind me, Satan. I want to ask Becky Allen to come up. I want to ask Juanita Arbuckle. And who was it? Anthony. I want to ask Anthony to come up as well. Anthony Alville. How could God's plan include suffering and death? That's where Simon Peter start to doubt. Started to doubt. Years ago on TBN, I was watching some wag preach. I don't know what his name was. I don't even remember now. But here's what he was saying. I, boy, he just was just, I mean, he'd worked it up, man. I reject suffering. Praise God. And everybody in that TV audience, a bunch of morons. They is all just hooping and hollering and praising God. Woo, yeah, I reject suffering. Yeah, yeah. That message is false. On its face, it's false. Simon Peter finally come to the grips of what God was saying to him. Who's got 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 11? Let me get a microphone. Is this one working? This one working. Becky, read that. The Holy Spirit testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Thank you. Four, who's got that one? But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Thank you. Juanita. I was a witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker 
of the glory that shall be revealed. Thank you. Thank you. Give them all a hand. Listen to what Simon Peter, where he makes the connection there. Anybody get that? Suffering and another word. Glory. glory. He makes the connection. Suffering and glory. He wasn't one of these, one of these dopey guys and gals on TBN hooping and hollering and saying, I reject suffering. I'm sure that sells a lot of booklets. But that's not Bible. Simon Peter said, suffering and glory go together. The next time God doesn't make any sense, I want you to think about Simon Peter. Peter said, Lord, you won't die. And Jesus said, get behind me, devil. Get behind me, devil. Running with the wrong crowd, but behind that, he was following afar off. But behind that, he wasn't watching and praying. But behind that, he had pride. Others may fall, but I will not. Behind that, he trusted in his own strength, trying to cut the man's head off. Listen, 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 listen. Simon Peter finally learned the lesson that Jesus was telling him. How could God's plan include suffering and even death? Let me tell you an old song. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Has something, as Christian people, has something ever happened to you or a loved one that you could not figure out? Most. Most. We got to trust and obey. Resurrection happens. Jesus shows himself alive after many infallible proofs. And on that occasion where it says he went to the disciples and it said, and Peter. Jesus had a face-to-face -face with Simon Peter all by himself. Just him and Jesus. Because Jesus knew he needed that. And what will Simon Peter eventually do? He will preach on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people will be saved. And I think Simon Peter had to look up to heaven and say, Lord, you knew what you was doing. And in Acts chapter 10, Simon Peter preaches at Cornelius' house and Cornelius and his whole household is saved. And those Italian converts became the first Gentiles to trust in Jesus Christ. And I believe Simon Peter looked up to heaven and said, Lord, you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. Unfortunately, I think most people's backsliding begins when they start doubting God. That's what happened to Simon Peter. He started doubting God. Started doubting God, and he started on a downward spiral. Let's all stand. Jesus tells Simon Peter. Peter, the devil wants you 
He wants to take you and he wants to sift you like you would, like you would sift wheat. And then he says these words. But I have prayed for you. Isn't it good to know that Jesus prays for us? That's a good thing to know. But I have prayed for you. Now, here's what he didn't say. That you won't fail. That ain't what Jesus prayed. Jesus said, but I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. That your faith would not fail. That your faith would not fail. I've been reading in the book of Job. Wow. The enemy came after his, his family, came after his, his livestock, his home, everything. But in all of that, what the devil was really after was his faith, trying to destroy his faith. And it stayed true, his hand in the mighty hand of God. Father, God, I thank you for the people in the Bible. They're real men and women, flesh and blood people. So many times we put them in stained glass windows and act like they never had a problem, but Lord, they were real flesh and blood people. And you loved each and every one, and you certainly had a plan. And God, I am, I am believing that people after reading, after hearing, after being a part of this service, perhaps, they would see that we make mistakes. And there are sins that happen. And the devil wants to steal from us. But we can do just like Simon Peter. We can run back to the Savior, and there is plenteous of forgiveness. Lord, maybe there's somebody here today, they've never asked Jesus Christ to be their Savior. Lord, I pray that you would knock by your Holy Spirit upon their heart. God, let today be their day. Lord, let them realize and know that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Preacher, that sounds really easy. It wasn't easy for the person that paid for it. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for paying for such a great salvation with your own life, with your own blood. You suffered, you bled, and you died. And that was all in God's plan. But then, also in this plan, you rose again. Thank God for that. And I am believing that today, if people are having these things to where maybe some of the youngsters are, are following too far off, maybe they are warming themselves at the enemy's camp, Maybe they are doing things that they know that they should not be doing. Maybe people are believing in their own strength, or maybe they are too proud. God, whatever the situation in a person's life, help them know, God, they can bring that to you. For there is the remedy. In Jesus' name, amen. My only hope, the reason I can stand. Comes from the blood that flows from Delphi's hand. 
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.